Welcome to Bible Insights. This is Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, Declaration of Dependence. In the year of 1776, the leaders of the American colonies from Great Britain drafted the Declaration of Independence. This document is the foundation stone of the American nation known as the United States of America. What our national forefathers did in this declaration was to declare the causes for the American Revolution and to set up a free and independent nation. Here are the opening words of this famous document. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when the cause of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. The tyranny of an unjust tax system, inadequate representation in the parliament, plus the continuing harassments of the citizens of the American colonies led to this act. By it, the representatives of the 13 colonies declared themselves free from all allegiance to the British crown. They also declared themselves a nation in their own right. Here are words they penned, which not only inspired the people to throw off the yoke of King George, but also led to the formation of a unique form of government among mankind. I quote, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. End of quote. In God's providence, this free nation, the United States, was born, and for the past 245 years, it has maintained its existence. Now, the scriptures tell us that the rise and the fall of nations are not just accidents of history, but are under the direction of the all-wise and all-sovereign God, who is working out his purposes among men and nations. Listen to these verses, Acts seventeen twenty six, And he, that is, God made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. Daniel 2.21 He, that is God, changes times and seasons. He removes kings, and he sets up kings. He devises wisdom to the wise, and knowledge to those who have understanding. And in Daniel 4.17, a judgment was passed upon Nebuchadnezzar because of his pride in assuming to himself divine prerogatives. This is what he said. The sentence of judgment upon him is by the decree of the watchers, the decision by the word of the holy ones, to the end that the living may know 
that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will and sets over the lowliest of men. And he was told that this judgment would last until you know, King Nebuchadnezzar, that the Most High rules the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he will. Now, we should not make the mistake of thinking that America is Israel. America is not ancient Israel, and we do not have a claim to all the rights and the responsibilities of God's ancient national people. But because of God's churches, the Christian faith, America is a nation blessed of God, raised up by his providential guidance, and blessed with his own strength. It is from these shores that the churches have sent forth many missionaries and literature for the increased knowledge of God and for the betterment of mankind. The spiritual health of God's people, especially in the churches, is crucial for God's continued blessing on the land. Our nation is blessed with great favor, both external and internal. But as Thomas Jefferson said, eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. Accordingly, we must remember that the cost of negligence is a return to slavery. Paul wrote some appropriate words to Christians who are enjoying their freedom in Christ. Listen, Galatians 5.13. For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. In 1 Corinthians 6.12, Paul writes, All things are lawful for me, He says it's because he's no longer under the law of the old covenant. But not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything. And Peter adds this words, Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. 1 Peter 2.16 Now what is directly applied or applicable to believers can also function as a warning to the society of people, Christian and non-Christian. People can become too free, that is, in the sense of throwing off all restraints, and by so doing, can become the slaves of their own evil, and even the evil of other nations. No nation can be truly free and remain so without engaging in the restraint of evil, and the fostering of a dependence upon the providence of Almighty God. Surely this insight applies to our need as a nation for a strong national defense and for a reversal of governmental encroachment on our homes, schools, and our churches. There's one thing needful for the nation to remain free and experience the religious revival it must have to survive. Non-Christians cannot do it unless they cast down their weapons of rebellion against God and come in repentance to the cross of Jesus Christ. You see, it really rests, to a large extent, in Christians' hands and in the hands of the churches. They must hold forth the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and must call people to repent and to place their faith in Him, the Almighty God. What we need, in fact, what we must have, is a declaration of dependence upon the living God revealed in Jesus Christ. He alone can cause us to stand when all else is falling. He alone can reverse the tides of immorality and crime 
in the erosion of national defense and of internal freedoms. You see, to be truly free, we must be totally but gloriously enslaved to the great God. Jesus said, if the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. How do we declare our dependence upon God, the author of liberty? Well, we cling to his moral law, his moral principles as the foundation of a strong society. Furthermore, while trust, while others may trust in missiles and bombs and oil and industrial might and technology, we must remember that the Lord is our God. And though we need a strong economic society and we need adequate military might, our greatest need is to depend upon the God of all armies, the God of all nations, the Lord God Almighty. Our calling as members of Christ's church and churches in this society as salt and light is to humble ourselves in the sight of God and to seek His face in repentance and prayer. We need to trust in the might of His strong arm to restore to us spiritual and moral strength. Let us declare our dependence upon the God of heaven and earth and trust that He will bless us with many years of national independence and personal liberty through a dependence upon God himself. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. And the next time, remember that God is the author of liberty, and it's only in Jesus Christ that true freedom, freedom from the tyranny of sin, freedom from the tyranny of evil can truly be found.